What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode <clears throat> of Rapping with Reef Bum. I'm your host, Keith Berkelhammer. So today, I have the pleasure of welcoming hobbyist Rocky Eliseo to the show. What's going on there, Rocky? Hey, Keith. I'm good. Um, it, I'm so happy to be on your YouTube channel. Um, finally, um, speaking with you, I'm... Yeah, I'm excited. A lot of people has actually um, messaged me before. I wish you can be at Reef on Reef Bomb, so it finally happened. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Well, listen, I um, I'm really excited to have you on the show. You're you're a uh, very special uh, reef keeper, and I'm really looking forward to uh, digging in to hear about your methods, and we'll show some of the uh, <clears throat> pictures of your your incredible 270 gallon um, reef tank. But um, you're doing us a uh, you're doing us a solid tonight, Rocky, because you're in Germany. So right now it's one o'clock in the morning, yes. right? It's one a.m. and we're doing this. <laughs> we're nothing can stop us. Well, my my <laughs> last uh, show I had two weeks ago, I had I had um, my guest was in uh, Qatar, and it was two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Tony Vargas. So we we uh, we we uh, oh, he's in Qatar. Yeah, he's okay. in Qatar. So. But we, I think we were close to two hours. I mean, Tony could just talk forever and or, you know, and ever. So it wasn't that big yeah. of a deal for him. But uh, I'm going to be mindful yeah. for you because I know you're over there for uh, for work purposes. So you know, you can't be up oh, at all you. hours of the night, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. So um, I know a lot of folks know Rocky from Instagram, and you know, he's uh, he's known as uh, the Coralito. Did I pronounce that right, Rocky? Correct. On yeah. on Instagram, he's got like over twenty eight thousand followers. So I'm sure he's not. Um, you know, once once we start going through some of the pictures of his uh, tank, mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna mm -hmm. know who uh, Rocky is. So he's got a huge following on on Instagram. His uh, I mentioned he's got a two hundred seventy gallon aquarium. It was featured recently in the main June two thousand twenty three edition of Coral Magazine, and it's a custom peninsula tank which was set up just three years ago. He also has four other reef tanks, and Rocky started keeping fish at the age of eight but has only been keeping reef tanks for the past four years so besides coral magazine right. he's been featured in other publications and on various youtube channels and definitely psyched to have him on my channel before we start chatting with rocky though i want to thank both bulk reef supply and ecotech marine for sponsoring the live stream and i also want to uh, thank all you folks out there for tuning in Spread the word, please. We um, we got almost 50 people watching, only nine likes. So we got to get those likes up there to uh, to get more people into the stream. And and um, always uh, comments and questions are, are welcome. We will um, do our best to incorporate all that stuff. So, Rocky, I mentioned that that you got into uh, fish keeping at at the um, the very young age of eight. How um, can you kind of tell us about your journey? I mean, how how you got into fish keeping and how you uh, morphed into a, a reef keeper? Um, it actually started. I I I think it started with um, my dad taking us to the uh, my late dad taking us to the river when we were kids. Um, we I grew up in the province or the countryside of the Philippines, and he would always like take us to the river. You know, and we do fishing and then before so we take the fish home and he would put the fish in the bucket and before we eat them, he would let us play with the fish. <laughs> so I think that's how it started. Um, um, I think that's how it started with the fish. And um, 
and then he built he built us a small little pond outside the house and um we i had mollies guppies um when i was eight like and then everywhere i go um i went i moved to manila to the city i would still have aquarium like my my relatives my aunts would tell me like everywhere you go you always have fish so it kind of <laughs> and then the family huh yeah and then um i moved to the us eight years ago and the first thing i did was to build the koi pond wow yeah and then um and then in 2019 before covid um i wanted to have an aquarium and my family said that you can okay you can only have an aquarium but it needs to be saltwater aquarium and mm. i was like you guys are crazy because i don't have any experience with uh, uh with the saltwater they're all going to die so i took this, that as a challenge so i did i did have my first saltwater aquarium at the time and and you know at first it was okay um they all lived only for couple weeks because i thought i was like you know what maybe i can do the saltwater aquarium i mean i was able to um to keep you know freshwater um koi fi- koi fish i raised them from eggs the koi wow. so i think the salt the saltwater is the same you know so i had my saltwater tank and then after a couple weeks all of the fish died oh wow <laughs> because i did not actually cycle the, the water because i didn't know that i have to cycle the water because in in freshwater side even though you know it is recommended to cycle still um i was able to get away with not cycling the water so i thought it's the same with the with the salt water so um it's funny because before the, all the fish died i went we went to the my local fish store and at the time of course i didn't ha- i didn't do any um uh research so i didn't have any testers so but i took the water sample to the local fish store because i was i was planning to buy some more fish right okay so i took my water sample and the guy said oh i can't sell you more fish because your your tank has high nitrates oh, oh high nitrite actually nitrate right. i was like what do you mean all my fish are happy you know uh we left the house they were eating they were smiling so he <laughs> said um <laughs> he said no i'm not selling you more fish and funny enough when we went home all the fish died ooh Wow. Yeah. Well, that but get, since good for the uh, LFS mm-hmm. for uh, for not selling you the fish. Yes, actually, yeah, that was they're a very good LFS. Um but since then, I you know, I started researching um and yeah, and here I am right now. <laughs> so I think we got a few um folks uh in the audience here that uh uh SAS Bath Hi from South Beach. I know Rocky. So I don't know if you know Sass. That's an interesting name, Sass. Um, Christopher Garcia, go Rocky. Um, oh, hi, Chris. <laughs> E46 Wagon Lover. Hi from Coral Springs, Florida. 
Um, Christopher Garcia worked with Rocky mm. for some time before finding out that he was the coral god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we work in the same, we used to work in the same um, department, but we still work in the same company. So. Cool. So we we talk a lot um, about reef reef tanks. Um, all right, so there's a lot going on here, Rocky. I mean, I'm just really impressed that. Um, let me uh, let me start showing the um, the spread in Coral Magazine in terms of the um, the 270 gallon tank. And thanks to uh, Coral Magazine for uh, letting me use the uh, the pictures from the uh, from the spread. So you're standing in front of the um, of the 270 gallon tank right there. And uh, here's more of the uh, the spread. I see that uh, there's your equipment list. You're a uh, you're a GHL person right i see the uh, cage director yeah. in there and i see some dosers and i see the uh, the prof looks on a tablet it looks like and um yeah it's just more i, lo I love that sump there rocky you got it's all uh it's mm -hmm. all stickered out <laughs> <laughs> yeah all of the reefers around the world is that what it is i was like yeah so i was like Oh, all of these reefers made it made it to the Coral magazine. Ah, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm showing some uh, some kind of closer shots of the um, the 270 gallon tank. Um, it's uh, man, you um, the uh, the meat corals at the bottom. You've got some beautiful clams, some frog spawn, some hammer corals. You got acros near the top. That's that's all. You you jamming a lot of corals in there, man. Yeah, I know it's like um, coral hoarder. <laughs> so, tell 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 everybody, you know, I mean, four years with a reef tank, and you've got to uh, achieve this kind of success and notoriety. I mentioned you've been on other YouTube channels, and um, featured in Coral Magazine, which is a very impressive um, feat. How did how did you go mm. from, you know, I'm assuming you started with some small reef tanks. To a 270 gallon yeah. tank. Why did you go so big so fast early in your reef keeping career? Okay, so I started with 50 gallon, and that was, you know, I killed the fish. And then when I finally started to know what to do and started to put corals, and because I started the saltwater tank because I just want fish, saltwater fish, I just wanted yeah. um, clownfish. And then as I researched, I was like, oh, corals are actually more fun. So when I actually um, realized how to take care of them and, you know, as I buy more corals, you know, reef addiction, yeah. as I buy more <laughs> corals, um, I, I, I said, you know what, 50, 50 gallon tank is not that big and we have space at home. So I started to look on like Craigslist because I, I can't afford new fish tanks. <laughs> so I, just, I, I, I started to um, check Craigslist, um, offer up, and then there was this 150 gallon um, aquarium, um, you know, still running in an office building. It was like, I think it's running for eight years, okay. but they don't, re they don't really have corals, they, they have fish but it, they have all these live rocks. You know, imagine 150 gallons full of live rocks. And I love live rocks. Um, and they wanted to get rid of it for only $500 um, with the sump, with the stand and everything with the, you know, 
including the live rocks and uh, the fish. So that was my first, uh, I mean, my first upgrade, which is my second tank. Um, that happened, I would say, I think after five months or six months after I got my first tank. So, and then we needed to, so when I have the 150 gallon, we needed to, um, to do some, you know, so some floor um, tile work yeah. at home. So we said, you know what? That's actually a good time to upgrade. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so no after way. a year, <laughs> yeah, after a year of getting the 150, um, I, I looked again on Craigslist and I, I, I saw this 270 gallon that I have right now um, in a guy's garage in Miami. And he was selling it for $1,500 with all the stands, sump, return pump, the skimmer. But, you know, just, it wasn't running. So just tank, this, this tank stand, sump, skimmer, return pump for $1,500. So oh. what you're seeing right now, my tank is actually only $1,500. Wow. That's, so this is a, was, yeah. was it a custom so, uh, aquarium or was it actually a, a real? Yeah. It's a custom. Yeah. So that was three years ago. Do you, do you remember, uh, do you know who made it? Which company made the, uh, the aquarium? No. No, unfortunately, be, no, because the the guy that I hanged from, he was the second owner, so he didn't, he he don't remember. Gotcha. So I'm actually so, the third owner. So I'm going to show the, um, I'm going to show the tank again here. So this is a, a peninsula tank. What are the other uh, dimensions on it, Rocky? Um, it is 36, 60 by 29 inches. 29 tall. That yeah. that's a um, that's a tall uh, reef tank. How do you like that in terms of the height? And has that been a challenge for you in terms um, of getting down to the bottom? Well, well, I I'm not I'm not tall, you know, <laughs> short. So I'm like six I one, and to, I have trouble getting down to the bottom of my twenty four inch tall tank. Right. I'm. I, yeah. It, it is difficult. I honestly hate the the fact that I can't reach the bottom <laughs> of the tank. And believe it or not, I was able. I I got bashed about that, you know. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, you know, all the haters on Instagram. Yeah, yeah they're there. <laughs> but yeah, um, I yeah, definitely, it's it's kind of difficult to um to maintain the tank, but I I, I manage. <laughs> um, Hydraspace LLC, nice to see that Hydraspace sticker. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Palmquist, Rocky, awesome to see a reefer like him. Local is uh, so flow and been able to see his tank in person. Truly inspiring. Yeah, looks like it. Um, so tell us a little bit about the uh, the tank, Rocky. Is it a um, so it's a peninsula tank, and um, I'm assuming that you have an external overflow box in that. Is that um, is that correct? Um, external. External, like the, the overflow box on the outside of the tank versus being on the inside, or is it like a, a built-in uh, overflow box? Yeah, it's a it's a built-in. Built-in. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And do you have like uh, I didn't I didn't notice. Is there like Euro bracing on the thing, or is it like a rimless tank? It ha it has the uh, the glass brace. Okay. Yep. The Euro bracing. Yeah. Um, I was okay. going to ask you the uh, so flow wise, what are you um, what are you doing for uh, for flow? Oh, I am. I call myself a flow chaser. To me, for me, um, flow is so important. Um, it's like one of the things in the reef tank that 
if I don't, I, if I'm not happy with the flow in my reef tank, I won't be able to sleep at night. So that's, that is like one or number one or number two that I have to like, you know, to have it. I have to have a perfect flow. So uh, with the flow, I have the, um, the, the reflow um, yep. thing that I attach to the, return. to the return. Yep. So it, you know, it moves um, le uh, left to right. And then I have um, five other wave makers. And all of them are like, kinda like, I like to play with my flow until I'm happy. So all of them are kinda like pointing to the surface of the tank. So, so they kind of like, when they meet in the middle, they kind of like, you know, um, washing machine effect there. have this. Yes. So even though if the, if, even though the tank is so high, I still have a good flow, um, at the bottom, even though I don't really have the, the wave maker pointed at the bottom and sand in the bottom, right? There's sand. It's a, it's a sand bed. Yeah. There's sand. Yeah. yeah. Have, have you found that to be a challenge on a peninsula tank in terms of, um, you said, how long is it again? Um, I have it set up for three years. I mean, in terms of the length, how how um, the oh, length of how, the tank is um, uh, six sixty. 60. Yeah, so that's you know that you're you're talking five feet there. I know because I got a peninsula tank that's it's mm. six foot long and mm. it's and it um, definitely it's mine is like an SPS dominant tank, so it's a um, it's yeah. a challenge for me to. Um, I I didn't even think about keeping sand in that tank. That was like the first bare bottom tank I ever had was the uh, peninsula tank. So yeah, it's um, peninsula tanks have their uh, challenges in terms of uh, flow for sure. Yeah. How um, so I I should have asked you this um earlier, but um, four years keeping reef tanks, um, it's such a beautiful system, and obviously you put a lot of thought into the the equipment, which we'll we'll get more into and all that stuff. But did you have any like um, mentors, people that you were following, or did you just do a lot of um? research on the forums or reading books what was uh how did how did you learn learn to kind of come to learn all this stuff and have such an incredible setup mm -hmm. um at first i was just you know um um joining facebook groups that's that's what i did joining facebook groups and reading other people's issues so that's what i'm able to um to learn from other people's issues and of course i also post there but you know when you post you op kind of open yourself to you know criticism so so i post i read people's you know issues and I'll, along the way i met a lot of people too on facebook and i was able to like talk to them and now i have you know big big people in the industry that i talk to as well but yeah the, the big thing really was to join facebook groups read people's posts their issues and learn from it yeah that's uh that that's that's great you um i think you've got uh you've got several sponsors too right of the uh, that they're sponsoring your mm -hmm. um your uh reef keeping journey so that's um that's pretty incredible yes. being in only for uh for a few years uh, in in terms of like lighting what will we see in there uh, rocky in terms of lighting on the tank um, right now, I have the Illumagic X4. Um, I have five of them as the main lights, and then um, the 
vitamin E strip, of course, also Illumagic, and also I have eight Illumagic pixels. So if you think about it, I have like 15 Illumagic lights. Wow. How did, how did, uh, how did you settle on those lights? I mean, what do, what do you like about them? Um, actually, that light is also, the, the lights are also sponsored by the Lua. So when gotcha. I change my lights, um, it, of course, when you change your lights, because, you know, the, the anxiety, you know, of changing the mm -hmm. lights um, is there, make sure that the corals are, you know, will like it. And so far, I have the lights since, I think, um, February or January, I installed it and we're in we're July. So my corals are liking it. So if my corals are liking it, I'm liking yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the key thing, so, right? Yeah. The, cor the corals, yeah. if the corals are happy, then you know you're doing something right. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, the lights are pretty, they're pretty um, powerful. What, yeah. um, and they have a good spectrum. I was going to ask you, what kind of spectrum are you running? Um, I love full spectrum. Um, I I didn't really I don't, I don't really test. I don't have the the spectrum test, but on the app you can kind of like see you know the spectrum that you're getting with the X4. But um, of course, I also like try to you know to mimic the 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 sun and all that. So at first I have like just all blue um, for a couple hours, and then in the middle of the day full spectrum, and then you know run down all blue yeah now i noticed on your instagram you're not uh you're not showing a ton of like blue light pictures which is uh kind of refreshing <laughs> <laughs> i love i love full spectrum yeah me too <laughs> um yeah what about um filtration chemical filtration i use an activated carbon using um you know anything else mm -hmm. in terms of filtration yeah i have activated um carbon in there i have the aquachar um i have that aquachar for like a couple of years now um some live rocks and then i have a deep sand bed on my refugium oh you got a refugium in there yeah with Cato. gotcha what um so what, what was going to ask you the uh that's interesting. You know, it, uh, it, do, do you find that uh, the Kato is easier or, or kind of hard to keep? I mean, has it crashed on you every now and then? No, they're, 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 they're thriving. Yeah, I love to see my Kato. So, yeah, they're definitely thriving. I haven't had, uh, I haven't had um, dying Kato <laughs> so far. Corey Y, this is uh, Kaori. Very proud of you. Triple exclamation point. <laughs> uh, thank you um are you dosing any like uh, anything special for to to keep the Kato, you know um thriving and happy like any iron or what have you any other trace elements yeah i don't do water changes no water changes huh no change yeah no water change for like two years now so i dose a lot of you know trace elements individual elements um i use the reef moonshiners method and I started to incorporate ATI elements as well. So I'm running both ATI elements and reef moonshiners. So with reef moonshiners, you dose individual elements yep. such as iron, manganese, um, cobalt, chromium, um, boron, barium, all of those. So, yeah. Are you doing um, like it's, monthly it's, ICP tests to um, 
gauge what you're uh, what you need to dose? At first, um, I did um, every two weeks, you know, to kind of like um, know your tank. It is important to know your tank. Um, so I did that for, I would say, um, for half a year. I did so three, yeah, for half a year, for six months, I did every two weeks. And then when I finally got the, you know, the average of the consumption, um, now I'm doing it for like every two to three months now. Got yeah, that's interesting. So you you instead of two weeks, yeah, yeah. So you did it very frequently and just basically came up with averages. Yeah, and then every time I do the um, C ICP test, um, I just kind of like adjust it because they they don't really consume you know um same amount of elements every day right so they they they, they change so who um who are you using for an icp tester um at first ati but um uh, with the reef moon shiners um they recommend um oishama now yeah. so that's what i use now. yeah and and uh yeah they um they uh Give what they they got a mass spectrometer, I think, right? So they they actually can um, get uh, drilled down pretty good in terms of the uh, the different elements that report out. Yeah, yeah. What, so and they they test more elements too. Right. What? Uh, so what about calcium and alkalinity supplementation? What are you doing on that front? Um, since I started, I've been using the bulk reef supply, soda ash, and also the their you know their, their two part the calcium chloride. Gotcha. And and what is um yeah. so like uh, key uh, key element? I mean pH. What what's your pH range? Um, it runs between eight point two to eight point four. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, and what about other um you know key parameters like nitrate, phosphate? Oh. I, I run very high nutrients. Um, a lot of people are surprised about it that I can keep the SPS. Um, the last, I don't really test my <laughs> my nutrients. I don't remember the last time I test, but the last time it was, my nitrate was 60 Whoa. and my phosphate was 0.17. Whoa, wow. Yeah. Wow, and, and uh, any algae issues in that tank? Oh no, my my um, tang gang um, take care of those. <laughs> Your tangs, yeah. tang gang. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty incredible. So you never had? Did you have like an ugly stage at the beginning with that tank, or did you use like the live rock that you already had um, that was mature live rock? Yeah, no um, ugly stages at all because I use live rock. So that's why I always recommend to use live rocks because. <laughs> You kind of like skip the line. You're not a uh, you're not a dead rock person. No, I love live rocks. <laughs> I, I'm with you, man. I um I've I've um I've had mixed uh, mixed bag with mostly bad stuff with uh with dry rock. So mm -hmm. I think you know the key is to be able to find you know the live stuff. But there are a couple of vendors out there that do sell it, like KP Aquatics and and uh, Tampa Bay Saltwater. Where, where where did you get your live rock yeah. from? Um, it was from in, in the office building. Oh, yeah. oh so you hold on to <laughs> that, that one... stuff. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, the, the 150 gallon um, tank that I, uh, that I found with the live rocks. So I, as far as I remember, they told me the, you know, the office, um, people, um, I don't know what they were doing, but they, 
the guy said it, the Librox was like 10 years old. Nice. So score, I actually have a very old. I, I yeah, I was like I was so excited. So right now I probably have 15 year old Librox. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, like even if uh, you know, you know, for anybody that's out there that's got a reef tank and and um, you know you got you got uh, maybe you started with dry rock and now it's live rock and you're thinking about taking a break from the hobby or quitting hold on to that live rock <laughs> yes right but i'm keep if i um if i uh stop reefing i'll keep the live rock yeah all you need is like a big rubber Who knows, made, <laughs> big rubber made tub you know some power heads yeah throw some food in there every once in a while and you're good yeah you're good um so what about uv sterilizer do you use that yes i use the uv sterilizer for um, on, for over a year now, um, I used to not running it, but when I used it last year, I definitely saw the the things that I missed out for for two years. What um so what do, I had so so what what do you, what do you think the benefits are for the UV with the UV uh, in the tank? The first thing that I noticed was clear water, um, and the the fish are more like clean looking. Yeah, they look healthier. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. I um, I've been running UV, but actually, I'm doing an experiment now and not running the UV to kind of see what the uh, the differences are. So you know, gotta gotta mm -hmm. do it over the uh, a longer period of time. Yeah. To, to kind of see what the yeah. uh, the end result is, but it's interesting. Yeah, I love experimenting too. So. <laughs> so all right, I mentioned the beginning uh, when we showed that picture of the I can't remember which one it was. Um, maybe it was this picture here. Yeah, and the and uh, the coral magazine spread that you've got GHL equipment. So I see that uh, you got that you know the cage director, the mm. Proflux four, um, some dosers. Is any, anything else in terms of automation and and monitoring that uh, is going on with your tank? Um. Aside from the GHL, I also have some a couple of roller maps. Um, I finally was able to get rid of the filter socks because I hate to wash filter socks. So, yeah, I have roller mats now. Um, yeah, I've never tried. Uh, I've never tried roller mats. That's um, that's always uh, something mm -hmm. that um, I've thought about, but. I don't know. I've always had the filter socks and always uh, spent time just uh, washing them out every week. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you know it's. Uh, I, I think with the uh, with the roller mats, it's it's a lot easier to uh, to maintain, right? You just don't have to worry about the, uh, yeah. the roller mats for a long time. Yeah, it's definitely less maintenance. So you mentioned uh, no water changes. Any um, what 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 uh, kind of maintenance do you do though on a regular basis um, if there's no water changes? Um, Right now, I would, so I, I hmm, that's actually a very good question, but cleaning the skimmer, <laughs> cleaning the skimmer, and then um, disturbing the sand, the sand bed, because sometimes, you know, they get ugly. Yeah, what do you, and then cleaning the, mm -hmm. I was going to ask you, what, so what do you do to the sand bed? I just disturb them. So like a little section every time you just kind of get get it uh yeah. turn turn it up a little bit. Yeah, just disturb it and they're fine. Do you um do you do any siphoning of the sand bed? Do you have any critters in the sand to help uh do some of that work for you? Yeah, I have some snails um and hermits, so yeah, but you know, sometimes they get lazy. <laughs> yeah, and I also find that 
those are things that you always kind of need to replenish over time too. Yeah, that's true. So no, Which, no, no, no sand bed siphoning, huh? No. Interesting. Interesting. Um, all right. So, uh, in, in terms of other uh, chores that uh, you do in maintenance-wise, what uh, what else is on your list? Um, I also do a power fil uh, yeah, power filter. Um, so what I would do is, so my return is external, and then I have like a um, what they call it, like um, a, you know, um, the thing that you attach to the the return pump, uh, return pump. Uh, return pipe so I have like I cover it with the filter uh, the white filter pads okay and then you know all of the water gets in there to the return pump so that's uh, the power filter almost like um, a, I like, do that like a diatom filter type of thing or is it different yeah okay. yeah like a, can so like a can I do that. canister filter maybe that's what it is mm. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you're, you're doing some but extra. You're, you're like, doing some extra mechanical filtration, I guess, is what uh, what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like you know um, covering your return pump with a filter pad. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, it's like additional filtration. So I do that once in a while for two to three days, and then I also do micro bubbles. Ah, so once in a explain, while. Explain uh, explain why you do that. Um, well, you know, um, as I, you know, research about reef tanks, um, I met also, um, Cruz, I forget his name, um, the micro bubble guy. Okay. And, um, he explained to me about, you know, the benefits of it. And also I was able to read some, so I tried to do it and, I notice my SPS likes it. Every time I do it, um, they get crazy polyp extension, uh, maybe because of the bu the bubbles and stuff. And also the water gets um, clearer too every time I do it. Plus it helps a little bit with the pH. So what uh, what exactly are you doing to create those micro bubbles? So I have um, the air pump outside the house. So it is very important that you you know, you, you, you have the air coming outside of the house, you know, so it's fresh and not inside the house. So I have it running from the outside to the return pump. And then, um, and then the, the return pump just, you know, go crazy with the bubbles. Gotcha. And how long do you run that for? Um, initially I did it overnight for two weeks every day wow. but now i only do it um every other week for two days gotcha for two hours gotcha do you have that like on a uh kind of like on a timer setup type of thing or do you have to actually do it manually yeah i, I do it manually because the tank is kind of like is in the middle of the house so it's difficult to you know to run a pipe you know in between um what was the other? So, have you had any any um, any issues with this tank? You know, I mean, it it um, any problems that have propped up any cyano mm -hmm. issues, or you mentioned you haven't had any problematic algae. 
um, no dinos, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, <clears throat> any pests, you know, any, any, any kind of like hiccups that, uh, or hurdles that you've had to jump over along the way? Um, I get cyano ones sometimes, you know, I think, you know, cyano is, is in every tank. Yeah. Um, some people may disagree, but that's just my, you know, my observation, but it's just a matter of, you know, um, them like populating, I don't know. Um, but yeah, sometimes I get them, but I would just dose some bacteria and sometimes I would just disturb them, those bacteria, um, and they would just disappear and then kind of fix the nutrient level as well. Um, yeah, I get the cyano and sometimes I see, um, some, um, bubble algae, but the tanks would eat them. Um, and also right now I've been dealing with the green mushrooms. They, there's so many in the tank. Green mushrooms. Um, because yeah, the green mushrooms, the, um, what, what did it call this, this Kosoma mushroom, okay. the green ones. So I have those and I've been like fighting um, to get rid of them, but they're so difficult to get rid of. They were like a hitchhiker? Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest issues that I'm like really encountering right now. Yeah. Now, you know, there there are some invasive corals out there that will just like uh, you know xenia or whatever there's just like some corals that'll go crazy i, I saw on the uh on, i think it was on the overflow you had the uh green star pala that's gorgeous yeah yeah and they're covering my <laughs> overflow oh yeah that's why sometimes sometimes my video you see the center brace you know um you see the center brace um because they uh what they call uh the gsp is covering the um the overflow so sometimes my water level goes to the the center breeze. That was like the first coral that I ever had seen, I think, in a uh, local fish store that just really, I was enamored with it, you know, because it's it's bright green mm. and it's kind of has that really cool yeah. flow and it just spreads all over the place, which can be a problem. But um, I, I mm. love green star polyp and I, you know, one of these, one of these days I'm going to get a frag and put a little rock island or something like that and just be able to manage it that yeah. way versus uh letting it spread on the uh on the main uh main reef um in in reading your um aquarium portrait and coral magazine i saw that um i think you you've mentioned that you don't like to use chemicals so you mentioned you've got uh you've had you know some bouts of cyano talk talk to us about that in terms of um the use of chemicals versus not using chemicals to, to treat a problem um yeah, I definitely try to avoid um, using chemical. I think that there's, you know, there's just, there's, there are natural methods to get rid of the issues. And then, of course, if you, you know, if you use all of this uh, natural remedy or, um, you know, then you can use chemicals, but definitely try to avoid do, uh, using chemicals. I see Reefkeeper says, because some, oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes they, you know, they bring more issues than fixing, fixing it. Yeah. I agree. It's kind of like um, a domino effect, you know, if, um, yeah. and, and, and a lot of times, especially with cyano, it's uh, it potentially, if you don't get to the source of the problem and you hit it with, uh, you know, chemicals to get rid mm-hmm. of cyano, 
then eventually that stuff yeah. will come back. Um, reef keeper, Correct. reef keeper is saying inject caulk paste into the mouth of the green shrooms, and they are super easy to remove. Sort of dissolves them. Hmm. My fifty-eight was covered in them, and I used uh, caulk paste to uh, control them. Yeah, I, I I use caulk paste too sometimes to um, zap out. Um, uh what you call it uh those little uh anemones the um completely spacing the out. um aptasia. aptasia yeah 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 oh great bird i have plenty of green i might take up on that fall <laughs> green star polyp um so the other thing i wanted to ask you um rocky is um you mentioned what you're doing in terms of dosing trace elements what about and you mentioned the uh, bacteria dose. I'm just curious, what uh, what bacteria do you, do do you do bacteria dosing on a regular basis or only uh, when you need to? Um, I like to dose them regularly, like every like every three to four months. I use the the PNS bio from um, Kenneth, um, so I use that, and sometimes I would use the those little vials. Yeah. Um, I forget the name. Uh, Prodebio. Yeah, Prodebio. Yeah. So those those two. Yeah. The um the PNS is that something that you can do every three to four months? I thought that was something that you always had to do like on a daily basis, but you're saying that you um you don't do that. Yeah, I mean you can pro you can probably do, you know, every day, but I mean it's gonna be expensive, so. <laughs> I would just I do it three to every three to four months. I saw that. I was looking. I was like, "Oh man!" I mean, if, if you got to do this on a daily basis, then that could uh, yeah, that could but, get to be yeah. a little pricey. And um, mm -hmm. you know, it. Uh, I mean, listen, there's stuff in this hobby that are, that can be expensive, but you don't want to like go uh, overboard and stuff like that. But um, interesting, yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to um, ask you the um, oh, what about um. Coral food. You dosing any coral oh, food? Oh, coral food. Um, I like to target feed, so I use the Brightwell, um, the Reef Reef Blizzard S for the SPS and O for the LPS. So I mix it with a little bit of um, Reef Roids because with Reef Roids the corals really like react right away. So I put them but of course since I have very high uh, phosphate or nutrients so I only put a little bit just enough to for the corals to react to the food and then I would also I would also put a little bit of um, ocean magic from algae barn or phyto and then I mix it and I target feed them but those are my go-to foods gotcha and you, you pretty much do that on a daily basis The corals will probably love you if you do it every day, but with my, you know, schedule, um, I used to do it every other day and my corals really love it. I can really see the difference, but now I only like do it every, like every three, uh, three days a week. Gotcha. But I mean, what, um, what do you think is like been the biggest, you know, aha moment in terms of, you know, the reef keeping, you know, with your methods and all that stuff, you know, what, um, what have you found to be kind of like the, um, a, a game changer in terms of the way your corals is kind of, you know, I think every reef tank, there's kind of like that, that point in time where the tank kind of just kicks into overdrive and the corals are all happy and they're growing and they're thriving. Um, you know, was there anything that you were doing 
to kind of you know get your tank to that place because you know like i said your your mm -hmm. tank is chock full of coral <laughs> so obviously there's uh there's a lot of happy campers in there yeah definitely the no water change um hmm. and dosing individual elements i would never do water change again um i would uh yeah um i mean do, do, doing water change works too but you just gotta find the best uh you know salt and you have to do it regularly as just like me dosing my tank regularly so it's like the same so but you, you gotta keep doing it um and doing water change it depends also you know if you have a big tank or a small tank with small tank you can probably just get away with you know just doing water change but again like i said you have to find the almost perfect um salt and then also of course you have to also know your tank um what what i meant by that is you know you have to know what's in your water so by sending icp tests by testing your water that you will be able to know your tank so whether you you do water change or dosing you have to definitely know your tank and then so yeah no water change and also just like you i also you know do my own testing because you know as they said and i agree every tank is different so it doesn't mean that you know your method works for you will work for me or my method you know will work for you so i do a lot of um testing myself too and then you know if that if it doesn't work i kind of like do my u-turn yeah. so i heard before that if you have high nutrients you don't have to feed your corals so i stopped feeding my corals um for a few months and i don't know i feel like my corals slowly grew, you know grow so i started feeding them again i, I see them more happier so i'm like oh aha i have to feed my corals <laughs> well there you go man so definitely definitely feed your corals definitely so even though i'm sometimes i'm tired i have to feed my corals like oh it's been a long time since i feed my corals i have to feed them <laughs> yeah you gotta eat sometime right what about um what about amino yeah. acid do you do those aminos i used to but for some reason if i dose maybe i do it a lot but if i dose amino acid um some of my frags would not like it so i stopped doing amino yeah. acid so i hear that if you have like an established tank if you you don't really need the amino acid especially you also dose other trace elements so yeah i stopped doing um amino acid um yeah you know i mean it, there's always like things that you can experiment with and i i um i've done mm -hmm. that and uh you know you got to give like a fair amount of time to kind of see if something is yes. going to work or not work and yeah yeah you know, that's the cool thing about this hobby there's just so many different things there's so many different uh things you can do to a uh to a reef tank and so many variable variables but that's like the fun mm -hmm. part of it too is, is kind of playing around with things but you know i also think and i think yeah. you uh you said this in the uh the article is that um it's important not to do multiple things at once right new things correct yeah definitely yeah because if you do multiple things at once you would never understand your tank or you would never find you know what's causing the issue and then it, since you're doing you know 
um, things all at once, you don't know what cost it. So definitely take it easy and just do one thing at a time. Plus, if you do, you know, one thing, you don't expect it. Like you said, it takes a while for you to see a result. You don't expect like the next day it fixes it and you would like um, already think, oh, this issue, uh, this step is not working, but you've only done you've only done it for a day or just last day. So. Yeah, no, that's um, that's a very important thing. What about um, what about pests? You know, I mean, you met, you mentioned the mushrooms. That's kind of a pest. Mm -hmm. But um, have you encountered any yeah. other uh, coral pests coming into the uh, system? And and if so, what have you done to get rid of them or battle them? Um, I had those tiny um, flatworms, the planaria worms. Yeah. So yeah, they're not really. They said they don't really. They're they don't really eat yeah. corals, but they of course they they um, irritate them. So. I had those. I don't know where I get them, but um, I did use chemicals though. I don't know what uh, what kind of because it's a big tank. So um, if I rely with just ras, I think I would need a lot of rases. So I I use the flatworm exit and it it helped. Yeah, it. Um... Oh, so you had like the red planaria or whatever they were that just yeah, those got all over the place. Little tiny ones. Yeah. yeah on the lps there is a semi risk right in using the uh, flatworm exit it is it, it, risky yeah right? yeah i think any chemicals that you will use definitely um would you know would ha is risky but you gotta just um make sure to follow the instructions so another thing that I I, um, I saw in the uh, Coral Magazine profile is that you mentioned that you, um, you you talked a lot about learning from early failures. What um, what were some of those, and and what did you learn? Um, definitely not cycling the tank. <laughs> that's one. Um, not researching. That's the, definitely the biggest one. And I'm not, you know, I don't know. it's okay to talk about that. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that's definitely the big one. And then, um, hmm, what else? Um, yeah, and definitely doing, you know, a lot of things at once because, you know, we get um, impatient sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, I've uh, fallen into that trap many times doing multiple things at once. <laughs> it's pretty easy to do. Yes. Um, Let's start to talk about corals, Rocky. And um, you are entered in the Top Shelf Aquatics Coral, coral oh, yeah. Smackdown. Can you, uh, for yeah. those that don't know what this contest is all about, can you uh, can you explain what uh, what's happening here and what you're uh, what you're uh, tasked with in terms of this contest? Yeah. So it's Top Shelf. Um... It's a coral grow out contest. Um, it's top shelf coral smackdown. Um, so TSA um, will send us, well, some of them already got their uh, frags, but I'm here in Germany. <laughs> so um, they will send us six frags, like really high end corals, um, high end frags worth like $2,500 wow. worth of frags. Um, one of them is you know the rainbow splice which i couldn't afford to have it but now i finally will be able nice. to have it for free so 
yeah, we will have to grow it for six months. Um, and they will be based, they, the winner will be, uh, they will be based from, you know, the, the grow, the growth, um, the core, the coloration and the over health of the corals. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, originally it's actually going to be just five of us, um, Polo Reef, um, Queen of Reef, um, Inappropriate Reefer and Remy, um, Originally, the plan was just the, I hate to call myself influencers, but influencer, but originally it's just going to be influencer. But um, since Reef Builder got involved, they wanted it to, they wanted to make it big. So they opened, and they opened another spot, you know, for public. So they, they applied and, and Tusi got the final spot, which I'm happy. Hey, Joe's an influencer anyway. <laughs> yes. You're talking about Joe Muscat, right? Uh, Tusi uh, Corals. He's uh, he's past past guest and he's going to be coming up on the uh, coming up uh, again and then I think in September. But yeah, all right. So that's so how do they uh, how do they figure out like, you know, I mean, obviously with uh, photography and videography and whatnot, stuff can look <clears throat> not yeah. like it does in person. Yeah, I actually like kind of like, okay, that's interesting because every tank, we all have different lighting. So the coloration would kind of be difficult to, um, you know, to to judge, but I don't know how they're going to do with the coloration, but with the growth, um, they will be sending us a like a ruler. Oh, they're sending you and a ruler. And then every month, <laughs> yeah. Every month we would take a picture and send it to TSA. Interesting. Yeah. You know, it's, um, well, I, that, uh, that, that should be pretty cool. And, um, so I think another thing that, um, is interesting about you, Rocky, is that you're also into photography, right? Yes. I actually, before reefing, I'm into photography. And then when I, knew about corals, I started to take pictures. And that's actually the reason why I opened the Instagram, my Instagram account. Um, it's because of the photography. So I was like, I was taking pictures of the corals and was like, oh, this is actually nice looking. Why would, why don't I open a, um, a reefing Instagram account and just post my pictures there? So anything that has happened with the, with everything right now is just happened. Um, it, it wasn't planned. so. Um, it was just all about pictures and, you know, and from there I got sponsorship. Oh, really? So, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. what, uh, can you give it anybody, uh, give us some tips out there in terms of, you know, some tips and tricks in terms of, uh, photography, videography for, for, uh, Instagram? Um, well, I use the, I have a Canon um dslr so that's what i use for mostly for um for for photos and sometimes if i am not lazy enough i would because they kind of like heavy you know and you set up you have to set up the the settings so sometimes i would use it also for uh for videos but most of the time i would just use my phone my iphone and i would just use the orange glasses yep. if it's if if the the tank is too blue then i would use it and if it's 
full spectrum, um, there's an app that I use to take um, videos of the tank. Uh, it's called Aquarium app. It's, oh. um, it's a photography where you can um, kind of like play with the reds and the blue. It's called Aquarium app. Aquarium app. And that, that works for um, full spectrum. Gotcha. You know, I discovered a uh, an app that uh, is also free. Have you ever heard of um, Adobe Premiere Rush? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot because it does what you're talking about. You can adjust the. Uh, so I do use like you know my iPhone, and I use um, I forget what uh, lenses I use, but I got a couple of um, you know lenses like orange lens, uh, yellow lens, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I use a couple lenses at the same time, mm -hmm. and then I use the Adobe Adobe Premiere Rush to uh, go in and just kind of um, take a little bit of the blue out, do a little sharpening. It's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty damn cool. Yeah. You know, that's, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that, that's a big part of it, right? So I mean, 28,000 over 28,000 followers. Jeez. That's uh, that's pretty <laughs> big, man. That's uh, that's really yeah. impressive. Thank you. Um, so, uh, I mean, other, uh, you know, other favorites in terms of corals that you have currently in your tank. I mean, I mentioned you've got a lot of uh, meat corals in, in that tank and you've got Acropora, but um, mm. if, um, do you have any favorites in terms of Acros? I love the millies because they're hairy. I like to see the hair. Um, Those polyps so waving the, in the, the current. The, yes, definitely the, the millies are like, my top um acropora any uh yeah. any uh any particular one any any uh are you do you are you into the whole name game thing you just don't care what the names are you just like what they look like no i i hate the names so i just buy the corals if i i see them if i like them i buy them whether they're uh, no names i or with names if i like them i i would buy them but yeah i'm not really into names so you're not into the whole uh, rainbow tenuous uh, craze? No, but I would have some though with TSA. <laughs> there you go. Um, oh, piano outlet. How do you maintain the tank while in Germany? <laughs> oh, well, with GHL, it's you know it's definitely helpful. With you really have to have a controller, like. It definitely helps. Um, whether you go on vacation or not, it definitely helps. Um, like I said, you have to know that you're, you're tanking, you know your water. So with controller, you kind of do that there too. Um, so I, so yeah, I have the controller. Um, if I see my out go down, I would just adjust the dosing. Um, if my pH goes up, I would also adjust my, you know, my calc. Um, dosing, and then I have family back home. So, um, but I don't. I have trust issues with my. You know, I don't ask them to touch the water. I said never touch the water <laughs> unless I say never touch the water. So they would just uh, feed the fish um, every other day. So that's that's the only thing that they have to do. And also, of course, check the um, auto top of container. Make sure there's still water. And also check the um, the dosing lines as well. That's it. But I told them never touch the water un unless I say so. Yeah, I had um, a situation last week. I was on uh, vacation for the week, and we had a, um, mm -hmm. a person 
come and stay at our house, house set our dog, but you know, she also, mm. um, you know, feeds the fish for me and I kind of the same policy. I don't really have them do much except for, uh, for feed the fish. But, um, I was, I was yeah. a little nervous because before that vacation on, on one of my systems, my ATO, um, crapped out on me. So I had, um, I had no automatic top off going on and I do dose a lot of, you know, cockwasser. So, you yeah. know, I, I do that at, um, on the reverse light cycle. So that's, that's a big portion of my, uh, top off is through dosing, uh, the cockwasser. But, um, mm -hmm. so I had, um, I've got like webcams all over the place. And so I've got webcams trained. I had a webcam on that sump and I just like every yeah. hour I was looking at the water level on that sump. And what I did was I kind of drill rigged something. I had an extra, um, uh, dosing head, one of my GHL dosers. So I, uh, I hooked it up to the, um, to the um, auto top off reservoir, you know, my RODI um, reservoir that normally is where the, um, the ATO is, is pulling from. So I just put it in, I, I, um, I jury rigged it into the uh, GHL doser. And uh, whenever mm. I needed to hit up mm. a little uh, top off, I just uh, remotely did it on my phone via the GHL app. It was yeah, awesome, right? you know? Yeah, it definitely helps. It, it definitely helps. Yeah, I even had a, um, I even got a doser. So I do uh cockwasser and I also use calcium reactors and, and um I also have a um um uh, alkalinity component on, set up on a on a doser too just in case I need it. So if like my alkalinity yeah, gets too low for redundancy. Yeah. And yeah. so if, if for some reason the cockwasser I can't I can't get the cockwasser and the calcium reactor to maintain what I uh, like in terms of the uh, DKH. And I could always hit it with yeah. the uh, remotely with the ESV uh, or uh, alkalinity, which is really cool. Yeah, I I, can, I do the same thing actually. <laughs> it's good, right, to have like backups and redundancy if you're traveling. Oh a lot. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely need some redundancy if possible. Doghouse Reaver, love your videos. Coralito, great live chat for my birthday today. Doghouse Reaver, happy happy oh, birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, if you're in South if you're in south florida um, when i come back go to the house i'll give you some frags <laughs> for your birthday nice nice so if you're in south florida though I, i'm not shipping yeah <laughs> now i know shipping is like a, I, I ship and um i shipped yesterday to a customer in california and the temperature there was 106 degrees so yeah. uh it can be a little nerve-wracking um I was going to ask you again. Um, what else did um, anybody else have any questions out there for uh, for Rocky? I know mm -hmm. we're um, we're kind of getting a little bit uh, into the wee hours there for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be mindful of that. Um, oh yeah, other uh, other favorite corals like LPS. What about LPS? LPS um, definitely. I love the the hammers. The Euphilias. Oh, they're called now um, Frimbi. Frim, Frim, what's that? Uh, Frimbi something. I don't even know. But yeah, the hammers. Yeah, they. I don't know. I I'm not into names, so. But yeah, hammers. What? Um, there's just so there's just so many you know um, colors and sure. patterns too. Just like you know um, acros. Yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah. um so you got your you you you're going to be getting the uh the splice rainbow splice any other corals uh, out there that you're uh, looking to acquire Oh um I actually started to think because also well 
I don't want to say because people told me to get some high-end corals because I have like no names corals in the tag, but it's nice. It even though I'm not into name name uh, naming game, it's nice to have you know um, high ends in the corals. So yeah, I would definitely love to have them too. But yeah, I would probably forget the names though. <laughs> I hear you. So with all the um, with all the uh, the hammers, do you, do you have torch corals too? I think I saw some torch corals in there. Yeah, I have uh, I have torch corals. Have you too. ever? Uh, I have like. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I have like three uh, types of torches. I think four, three, four. Yeah. Have you ever had to deal with any like brown jelly disease? Oh yeah, I. If you would tell me that no one has that, um, I'm not gonna believe you. But yeah. But yeah, definitely I had I had some brown jellies um, before, multiple times. But now that I know about the KFC dip, if I see some you know some a little a little bit of symptom, um, early signs, I, I do it and they get back happy. Do you do any uh, dipping? I mean, so what what's your protocol when you're bringing in new corals in terms of dips and what have you? Um, I yeah, definitely dip. With their, wherever you get a chorus, definitely dip, um, even if you're getting it from me. <laughs> um, so I, definitely, so what I would do is if I'm getting a core, um, a new frag, um, I would load it first on the, um, on the sump and then to acclimate with the temp. And then I would slowly acclimate with the salinity, you know, um, or pH with the tank water so i put so i put it in in the container with the water in the bag and then remove a little bit of the water from the bag and then put, um slowly put water from a tank and then from there i would put you know my my dipping such as the coral rx or um revive gotcha but now i have um i recently um because i kind of um scared about the the bugs the red bugs and the black bugs yeah. because that's like that's going to be a nightmare to have especially with the acro so i recently test um it's it's the other it's it's like the interceptor but you don't need a um, what they call you don't need a prescription i got it from tractor tractor supply i forget the name um it's for it's also for the worms um for for pigs i forget the name but it's not interceptor um oh uh, it's oh, it's okay but i but it kind of does the same thing so it would kill everything um in the water including the the pods oh yeah that's the negative yeah. yeah um but i mean but yeah so i definitely don't want any even the the good pods i don't want them um when buying new frogs i want everything dead yeah. except for the yeah. corals yeah i hear you um great beard reef paul says a reclassification of the hammer corals is the frimbri fimbriophilia and cora if I pronounce that correctly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hyderspace LLC. Rocky, have you tried any Acropora speciosa? If so, curious how it did with the higher nutrient levels. 
actually I don't have, but I have a guy. I asked him if he can get me because they're so expensive. And to me, it's kind of pathetic, but I kind of understand that they're expensive, but I, I will not buy them that much. But I'm I'm waiting for it to go down. But, you know, but no, I haven't. <laughs> I, I don't have a special seller yet, but I definitely would love to have um, some. Gotcha. But they're expensive. Yeah. There are some pricey corals out there for sure. Um, so in, in terms of all the corals you have in your tank, there's got to be some coral warfare going on, right? How do you deal with that? Yeah. Um, actually, sitting here, I'm thinking about the cor my corals fighting. Um, <laughs> it definitely sucks to see the corals fighting, especially the, the Acropora, because... You know they're encrusting and it's it, when they encrust it's kind of like hard to remove them so right now because i'm only you know three years in the reefing so they kind of like just started to do that so right now i kind of like just let them but if, if i let them um one of them may die um i had that happen once but yeah it, it's kind of sad but i'm I guess I would just like have to maybe put some glue around it, so they kind of stop a little bit. But you gotta do it con con constantly. But yeah, it's it's got to be a constant battle. But you know what? That's um, that's what you get when you have a, a successful reef tank. Is uh, there? It don't, there's always something. Yeah. There's always yes. something. Yeah. Um, great bearded reef. I've had my eye on a sick-looking speciosa, but like everyone says, not for that money. Yeah. Plus, they said it's kind of they. They're not easy to keep yet. I don't know, but we'll see. I know a lot of people out there are, uh, a lot of vendors are out there are experimenting. You know, so hopefully, we get to see them more often and they're um, successful with you know keeping them. So it will maybe they'll they'll lower the prices soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, sometimes that happens in terms of the corals, like the the the, the big popular uh, corals out mm -hmm. there and all the craze you get the high prices yeah. and, and then all of a sudden they'll uh, they'll go down they'll just start uh, being more uh, more yes. of them um yeah thanks paul make sure to hit that like button folks for sure um and paul also mentioned something about um a frag tank so i know you've got you've got a few other um tanks right uh rocky in the uh, in the house yeah, you I have, just give us a quick uh, lowdown in terms of what else you got. I have four other small tanks. Uh, three of them are sponsored by eShops. Of course, I love eShops. So I try to um, make their tanks beautiful because that's like the best I can do for them because, you know, they t take care of me. So, of course, by doing that, I take care of them by, you know, making their tanks beautiful in my house because. You know, you have to understand it's also like a marketing strategy for them, but that's how it works, you know, yeah. um, your Instagram. So you're on Instagram. So, you know, they would um, reach out to you to to set up some tanks. And that's how it, that that is just how it works. So. <laughs> so, yeah, I have three, <laughs> three eShop tanks and I make sure that they're beautiful because, you know, marketing. Hi, eShops. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have um, the mixed um, desk mate with a um, bird's nest and some LPS, and then I have the 
their new um, mariner. So it's 11 gallon um, all in one tank with the anemones and and um, macroalgae. And then I have their drop off tank too. Oh, cool. Very cool. Um, here's a good question. Great Bird Reef is wondering how old are you, Rocky? You don't want to give that out? You don't have to. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you don't have to answer that question if you don't want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm 32 years old. 32 years old. Wow. Very impressive, man. Very, very impressive. Uh, for sure. So, so Rocky, man, it's, uh, it is now 2.15 in the morning where you're at. And uh, I don't want to keep you up much later because that uh, would not be cool. You, gotta, you, gotta, you do have to work tomorrow but uh, any anything else you wanted to um share with with us before we sign off there tonight um definitely um um keep an eye out on the tsa smackdown whoever wins but um i i would just be happy if my frags all make it to the end yeah you're already a winner <laughs> because all of yeah because um yeah all of us can grow sps but all of us can kill sps too so that's the that's that's it so i just my my um um plan is to just keep them alive <laughs> twenty five hundred dollars worth of frags you keep them alive yeah that's you know yeah. that's a big win in my book that's a big win what uh, so what uh, what what does the winner get oh uh the winner the the winner gets a complete aquarium package um worth three thousand dollars so you're gonna get it if you win you would get another tank another tank for me so that would be my sixth tank so in six months i'm gonna have six my sixth tank oh you're predicting a win there huh <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> it's a friendly competition we always do it yeah you gotta talk we, smack we right you gotta you gotta yes you, that's part of the deal right um so do you are you finding it tough to maintain all these tanks um, well, you're actually, not doing water changes, that that's easier, right? Yes. Even with these small tanks, I don't really do water change because what I do is I I take the water from the big tank. So I actually exchange yep. them. So I, I do, so I kind of do water change, but I'm not making new water. Gotcha. Yeah. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you one other um final um question that i had um for you that just completely oh um if you could start a dream tank what would that dream tank look like my dream tank um ooh. maybe I would be the same tank as i have but a little shorter so i can reach the bottom <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I, I, I dig, uh, my, my peninsula tank is uh, six foot long by three foot wide. And it's only 20 inches tall. And I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, nice. It's, yeah. That's that, that's, that's, that's a dream tank right there. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, Rocky, man, thank you so much for, uh, for taking the time to, uh, to be with us tonight. I really appreciate the fact that, uh, you were up in the wee hours of the morning in Germany there, but, um, th oh, thank, thank you, dude. Really, uh, really appreciate it. So, Anyway, that's going to do it for this live stream tonight. Again, thanks to Rocky for being on the show. I also want to thank both Bulk Resupply and Ecotech Marine for being sponsors of this show and supporting it. I also want to thank all you folks out there for tuning in and participating via the, the chat. 
Thank you very much. I also want to give a big thank you to Paul, who is the moderator and also the president of the Boston Reefer Society. Please join and support your local reefing clubs. They are so important to this hobby. I also want to let you know that all episodes of Rappling the Reef Bum are available as podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon. My next Rappling with Reef Bum live stream will be next week, Thursday, August 3rd. I can't believe it's already August uh, coming up at um, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time mm-hmm. with, uh, speaking of Top Shelf Aquatics, Kevin Berta will be on the show again. So that should be another great show. If you want to check out the full upcoming schedule of guests, Visit reefbum.com under the YouTube section. Until then, be safe and be well. Later.